Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, thanks for joining us from Emerald Downs. Joe with you, Vince Prune, and Wes Petrie, our producer, director, marketing manager. Got to give Wes his kudos, Vince. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. We go to week 17, days 33 and 34, this Wednesday and Thursday, as we're winding it down. Yeah, three weeks to go at Emerald Downs. Wednesday, Thursday schedule. Of course, you're aware of that. Wednesday, at 2 p.m. Pacific, Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. And uh, we have plenty of racing remaining, uh, close to 60 races anyway, Vince. Yes, that's right. And um, again, this week, doing the line, some real competitive races out there. Like I, to hear that. Like to hear that. When you see three to one morning line favorites, it tells you it's a struggle. Some interesting two-year-old races this week. I know you and I always enjoy those too. Yeah, two-year-old racing, uh, first-time starters. We're going to have a couple of guests on the show today. Trainer Kay Cooper, the daughter of uh, inaugural class Hall of Fame, Washington Thoroughbred Hall of Fame trainer Jim Penny. And Kay is doing very well on her own this year. Sure is, Joe, and that's no surprise. The Pennies go way back in the state, and uh, Kay, of course, married to Bryson Cooper, mm-hmm. a longtime jockey. Kay, some good wins against last week, Lolo Paniola. Yeah. Uh, and, and anxious to ask her how they acquired that horse, uh, horse by painter for only $2,000. Wow. And, and uh, the horse has come up with a couple really big runs at the meet. He has. Uh, had a nice win as a juvenile last year, two wins this year, and beat a pretty strong field last uh week going a mile of three-year-olds and his previous miles weren't all that great so he was eight to one in a five-horse field but he dominated and we'll talk to Kay about that. Tom Wenzel's going to join us as well. Uh, very uh, well established and successful Washington trainer for many years now. Long Acres Mile winner Vince and he's going to talk about Ben Harris. Ben who's a member of the Washington Thoroughbred Hall of Fame inducted in 2014. Ben passed away in September 
Uh, he did retire from training uh, after the 2000 season here at Emerald Downs, but uh, he provided a lot of memories in this sport. Sure did, yeah, and it was fun to have Ben over a few years ago when he was inducted in the Washington Racing Hall of Fame. Ben, nice guy. He had a great time that night. Always been an approachable, affable, nice oh. guy. And But you know, when you win that many races, you're a competitive guy too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Affable, good word for Ben Harris. Uh, not too many pictures taken of him without a smile on his face. And uh, he, could, he could handle everything that uh, the game dealt him. And most of it was on the positive end. So we'll have a couple of guests. Hey, this week at the track, uh, that 10% purse increase goes into effect, Vince. And by the way, fans and folks out there, go to emeralddowns.com and uh, get the news and notes from Vince, which is updated every Tuesday. And it's just uh, a long, long list of facts and uh, copy and great information. Vince, uh, again, you do a super job on those news and notes. I, I look at those uh, three, four times a week. Yep, thanks. And, uh, well, I think you, yourself, and Gary Doherty, going way back, established that uh, record-keeping before I was got here was very important at Emerald Downs. And we do have pretty thorough records on all our horses, jockeys, trainers, owners, etc. And it's, it's fun. And, uh, you know, you and I are both statistically oriented people yeah. and, uh, it's great to have accurate up-to-date stuff and I enjoy keeping track of it. Yeah, that's great. You do an awesome job. News and notes at emeralddowns.com. And, uh, Vince is detailed enough this year where you go down to every horse that has just one win. I have. You've got the list. We got the list. I think we're up to about 327 winners now at the meet. Wow. You know, and uh, still the top horse with four wins is Omachi Kid. Yeah. And, and beginning next week, we'll start uh, working on those weekly, or excuse me, year-end honors, where we, you know, have a three-year-old champion, two-year-old champions, cl top claimer, training achievement, et cetera. So yeah. it's time to start putting on our thinking caps for those, too. Okay, so news and notes at emeralddowns.com. Check that out every week. That purse increase in effect this week, uh, the final three weeks of the season. And uh, we have a jockey that's uh, getting closer, ever closer, to that all-time record, a significant record here at Emerald Downs. Yeah, Juan Gutierrez finished last week with 1,418 wins, just one shy of tying Galen Mitchell's record. And Juan... Pretty good. We don't want to drink some pretty good chance this week. He's riding an 18, <laughs> scheduled to ride an 18 of the 19 races, six morning line favorites, Joe. So um, you might be doing an interview sooner than later down there in the winter circle. Yeah, the significant record at Emerald Downs. Uh, Juan Gutierrez just one win away from tying Galen Mitchell at 14-19. And as Vince said, a really good chance to set that all-time mark this week, Wednesday, Thursday, racing at Emerald Downs. Nine races on Wednesday, 10 on Thursday this week. Uh, last week, we had some uh, people move forward. Let's hear about who the weekly honors go to. Okay, yeah, Alex Cruz, another big week for him. He is uh, now leading Juan Gutierrez, 57 to 45 in the rider standing. He's a jockey of the week. By the way, 19 straight days with at least one win. Mm -hmm. I understand from Gary that Kevin Radke once rode 32 straight days with a winner here. So that'll have to, maybe if he keeps it going, carry over till next year. Yeah. Sharon Ross winners wins by Mixo, Bishops of Compton. A couple of other on-the-board finishes. Trainer of the week, Pistol Power Joe, a horse that's 3-1-1 one, and one in its last five starts. Gilding by War Power is the Washington Bread of the Week, bred by Don Lawrence. And uh, we mentioned Lolo Paniolo. That's our owners of the week, Kama Aina Thoroughbreds, Zach and Beth Correa of Enumclaw. 
And as we mentioned, Lolo Paniolo, a $2,000 sale at Keeneland in 2018. So congratulations to the Koreas, owners of the week. That's great. And yeah, Sharon Ross, her and husband Larry, inducted into the Washington Thoroughbred Hall of Fame in the last few years. Uh, what a tremendous career in Washington as they moved here in the early 80s. And Mixo had lost 14 straight Vince. Um, he got a good setup the other day. It figured to be a fast pace yes. with Pure Pursuit, So Lucky, Owner's Prestige, Fuzzy Dolphin in there, and yep. uh, darn if Juan and uh, Sharon didn't uh, dial up a winner there. Yeah, and Juan had to split horses late. You could see the horse was full of run, and he had kind of tipped his hand. He'd run some competitive races. That one for 26 mark in Emerald Downs was a little concerning, but uh, yeah, he sure did. You're right, Joe. He got the, it looked on paper like a setup, and it ran that way too. And John Lindley picked Mixo on uh, Wednesday. John of Parker's Picks uh, had a big day Wednesday. He picked six winners on his Parker's Pick sheet, which is available at parkerspick.com. So you can still get John's sheet, even though uh, the hard copy uh, not being sold this year. But parkerspick.com and six winners is awful good on a nine race card. And he doesn't pick many closers. So uh, when no, he, he picks doesn't. a closer like Mixo, you got to take an extra look at that horse. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned it, Joe, because John's not the kind of guy who would go out there saying, I pick six winners. Yeah. I pick six winners. So uh, great guy. And he, as we've mentioned many times, does the excellent trip notes on our website oh, too that are free. You bet. Trip notes uh, must use for handicappers. And uh, go to emeralddowns.com for those. So, Lindley, parkerspicks.com is the website where you can get his sheet for Emerald Downs Racing this year. All right. Well, Alex Cruz, yeah, six wins last week, our Jockey of the Week. Uh, And Frank Lucarelli has a nice lead over George Rosales in the training standings. And he looks to repeat, does Lucarelli, off his record season last year. Chad and Josh... Chad Christensen and Josh McKee having an outstanding season as well as uh, Chad set the record last year. Yes, they are up to uh, 21 wins, which is double over double the uh, second place. The we uh, we had the Con, uh, Greg Conley on last week. Him and his father in Terra Firma Farms, and also John Parker. Yep, they both have nine. So uh, Chad and Josh have kind of wrapped that up again. Yeah, and uh, done pretty well in stakes also. With yes, sir. Time for Gold and Gold Crusher and Elliott Bay. So, uh, yeah, outstanding season. Okay, so there's a little thing that's going on from last week at Emerald Downs, a little preview of this week. And uh, weather's supposed to be decent as the week goes on. We're looking forward to that as a little bit of rain the past few days here in western Washington. Maybe a little more than a little. Uh, It was was there some good lightning this morning, (laughs) rumbling. So we're going to have some... uh, stats we're going to have uh, our trivia question and uh, we'll do that as well a little bit later but we'll take a short break here and come back with trainer Kay Cooper on horse racing northwest Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 
just 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code SPORTOFKINGS when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void or prohibited, national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Horse Racing Northwest continues as Lolo Paniolo with a great win last week at Emerald Downs in an early feature race on Thursday afternoon. That was an exciting race for all involved, including trainer Kay Cooper, the Kamaina Thoroughbreds, Javier Matias aboard. Kay Cooper's joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Kay, good afternoon. Hi, John. This is Kay. Good to have you. Vince Brune here as well. And uh, how about that victory by Lolo Paniolo last week? Uh, he'd had a nice uh, sprint win at the meeting, and uh, his two-turn races weren't the greatest, but he'd been in some difficult spots. Uh, what were you expecting uh, last week in that second race? Well, actually, I was excited about running him going to turns. I always thought that that would be his best distance. And uh, um, Zach and I, you know, collaborated and uh, um, were excited about it, even though he did have, you know, just a so-so race going into the Derby. And I think it, part of it was he didn't have a prep for the Derby. He's not been, you know, his name, Lolo Paniolo, means wild, uh, crazy Hawaiian cowboy. And uh, he kind of fits his name, you know. He's not been, uh, I want to say, the smartest cookie in the block, but uh, he, he shows up when we want him to. He shows up because he's learning. He's just a step slow, and he's a little wild. So, but... Obviously, he can run, and he does want to go around a ground. Oh, that was a really fine race. The pace wasn't even all that fast, as does happen in those five-horse fields once in a while. But uh, what were your thoughts as he hit that three-eighths pole, and, and he had a lot of ground to make up? Javier Matias aboard. Uh, were you still uh, hoping for the best? Oh, absolutely. That's where he has done his best running, is from the three-eighths and down the lane. He's been the one that's, um, you know, he takes a lot of training. He takes a lot of, of time out of our morning. and But he, you know, he pays off. He's kind of a late developing type of a horse. You know, we took him up to Canada last year, and he actually traffic troubles and uh, immaturity. He's still learning. He's always three learning a lot and he's had a lot of lessons but he's just it's his name wild crazy hawaiian okay yeah another great meet for you i think you're 10 for 64 joe might ask you about a two-year-old you got this week but i gotta go to race five on thursday you got two in here and everyone knows time and time again has made fifty-eight thousand with 18 starts has run some big races, has a good chance again, looks like, to break the maiden. And then you got a new horse down. You're listed as a trainer called He's Relentless. And anyone who follows racing at Hastings knows Lent is a really hot sire. What can you tell us about that horse? Well, actually, he has been. He's. I think he will be great at our racetrack because he's a big horse that wants to go out of ground, and they've obviously had trouble getting him in races just like what we have with our maidens. He's um, Brian and Joanne um, O'Brien from Canada. 
raised him, you know, bred him, raised him, and exclusively run him up there. And uh, he's an asset to our barn. I hope I run one, too. I don't know which is going to win, which one's going to run second. He's, um, he's been great. And he's one, too, just like Lolo. He wants to go a distance. Have you ever had a horse like Time and Time Again before that runs, runs well every time but just doesn't quite get there? I know, I know. He's, you know, he's run some really good races and he's been outrun by some very nice horses that um, I can't, you know, sometimes he's just been flat out run and a lot of times he's had to go wide in his races and he's lost ground that way. So it's been disappointing, but you can't be disappointed when he runs so well. He's a happy guy, nation hood. It just blossoms through him, and he's uh, he's uh, he's fun to he's fun to train, and he's fun to watch. And uh, so, and, and he's going to get it done one of these days, Kay. Uh, absolutely, you know, absolutely. And you can run him any distance. He's run big races. Oh yes. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. He's one of the most famous maidens now in Northwest history. And and uh, good luck to, on getting that first win because uh, he has been a good horse. As Vince mentioned, his earnings of 58000 he certainly paid oh, his, paid his way know. for you. His owners, the Poseidon Partnership, won. They absolutely love him. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> why wouldn't you? He's, uh, you know, he's, he's a pill. In the barn, he loves his mints and he loves the buck. You know, he has his happy moments, and uh, he's just an enjoyment in the barn. He'll get it done, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, you bet. And he's got another good chance. Uh, it's a tough race, uh, that fifth race oh, it is. on Thursday. It is. Yeah, there's it a couple, is. couple of live females in there, but uh, yeah, not. Uh, and time and time again is certainly always one to beat. He'll have Javier Matias aboard, looks like, for the first time as well after that nice win by Javier aboard Lolo Paniolo. Kay Cooper joining us on Horse Racing Northwest, and Kay is the daughter of Jim Penny, uh, sister Jill. Uh, boy, there's a lot of pictures of you in the racing game when you were real young, Kay. Uh, you got an appreciation of the horse from your family when you were probably old enough to be aware of things, huh? Oh, absolutely. My uh, parents... Uh, took Joe, my sister and I, you know, to all the racetracks when Dad was training different races, and uh, um, it was an enjoyment growing up on the racetrack. It's completely different now. As we, you know, Bryce and I raised our son, I hate to say on the racetrack, he loved it, and uh, it's uh, it's a different lifestyle, as everybody has known. Well, he got to enjoy places nobody else. Have. Yeah. Now, did uh, Jim traveled a lot up and down the West Coast and is well known and all around the West as as if not even the East. He procured several nice horses from the Midwest and East. But did you get a chance to travel much in your uh, earlier years? Yes. Uh, Bryce and I went back to Cleveland. Actually, my dad and Bryce flew back and kind of scouted out a couple of racetracks and to see where we most. Uh, you know, our horses fit. We decided on their meet, and it was it was good. I think the first year we were second leading trainer, and then Bryson rode pretty much exclusive our horses. We went back the second year, and I was uh, leading trainer the second year. And the third year, I think we went to Balmoral Park, 
and uh, um, enjoyed racing there. We enjoyed going to the east. It's cold. And we went to Rockingham Park and kind of finished their meet. And uh, it's, it's different racing. We um, loved the area. We enjoyed meeting new people, of course. And just, it, you know, rather than another place other than up and down the coast. Well, it's been uh, a couple years now since Jim Penny passed away, of course, in the inaugural class of the Washington Thoroughbred Hall of Fame, record five-time leading Long Acres Mile winner. You've been so much a part of all of that, and uh, the other horsemen here in the Northwest certainly respect you for uh, running the barn for basically the Emerald Downs history, and uh, it's got a feel good uh you can remember your dad but uh seeing your name on those horses and having him perform well uh you've got to feel proud of of your lineage and, and what you're doing now oh absolutely my dad and our whole family we developed homestretch farm my sister runs it and um it's like you said a lineage that we're very proud of as everybody knows it's a lot of work and you miss out a lot of things in life but it's a life that we've enjoyed yeah, and your whole family, the Penny family, inducted into the Washington Hall of Fame as breeders just a couple of years ago as well, Vince. That's right, yeah. So, uh, you go. No, and that's a great honor. I mean, it's honored to be mentioned. It's, um, we very feel very proud what we have done. And, uh, again, you know, it's, it takes a lot of work, a lot of time, and our owners have been 100% behind us all this time, which we appreciate, especially this year, 2020. I got to ask too, you got a, a, a two year old, I believe, out of Find Your Spot in this week and uh, unfortunately drew the rail, it looks like. You're right. That's the only kind of point against her. She's shown us What's the name? that she has a, a lot of ability. She's by Attaboy Roy, and Attaboy Roy's had some great runners back east, as we've noticed. Um, yeah. um, you know, this little filly, she's grown a lot. I'm glad that uh, Lori Heiss stuck with me as far as not hurrying her. And uh, she, she looks the part. She really does. We're very pleased with her. Well, Find Your Spot was a state champion herself, trained by your family, and she's also been an outstanding mare producing as well. So this is a first-time starter by Attaboy Roy out of Find Your Spot uh, to the moon and back from the rail on Thursday. Good luck, Kay. And uh, yeah, it's uh, Fortune's Freude is running great. Lansky, uh, you've got a lot of good class horses and more coming up here, it looks like, in the in the last next three weeks. So, uh, Kay, congratulations on uh, your whole family's history and you're having a fine season in 2020 at Emerald Downs. Thank you so much. Enjoy uh, talking with you guys. Thanks, Kay. Thanks, Kay. Kay Cooper joining us, and uh, of course, you mentioned Bryson. He's been a, a huge part of that clan as well uh, with all of his work, uh, basically an assistant trainer and a pony guy, and of course, rode so many winners. He won both the mile and the derby. He did, and now uh, one of my early memories of going to the track was on that wet day in mm. August of 77 when Theologist. Did you have a couple bucks on him? I did not. No, I, didn't I, think my bro- I think my brother did, and then he hit the exact in the next race. Of course, there was only one exotic race back then but yeah that was a that was still i mean you 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 went to mile day you had a good time whether you won or lost that was uh the second mile winner from the penny barn silver mallet being the first in the 73 73. yeah Yeah. 
Theologist, yeah, there that race, there was, uh, I think, five horses, either four to one or nine to two in that race. Yes. That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah and uh, he took them all the way. He on, on uh, and, and he ended up becoming a sire, too, right? Yes. Mm. Very brief. He unfortunately passed uh, early after he became a sire, but uh, owned by the uh, Penny family and Arden Archer, theologist, uh, had that big year in 1977 at Long Acres. Okay, thanks so much to Kay. She's got some promising action coming in this week. Um, hey, let's do our stat for the week right now. And uh, you go ahead and go first. Well, I thought this one would be appropriate because I, I, we always talk about, you know, to, to be uh, the leading anything, you got to be consistent. And Juan Gutierrez, how about this? He had one streak from, I believe it was 2002 to 2017, 15 straight racing meets where he finished in the top five in the rider standings. That's a nice stat. Yeah. And it shows how you become an all-time leading rider at a track because that's piling up a lot of wins year after year after year. Top five, 15 straight seasons for Juan. That is tremendous. And here we go. Here's mine. Mine is related to jockeys as well. Alex Cruz, six wins last week, having an just a fantastic first season at Emerald Downs. He's our leading rider by 12 with uh, six days of racing left, about 60 races. So he is looking really strong to win the title. He is riding at just under 20%, which is not any detriment to Alex. Again, he won six races last week. But uh, the wins have really been spread out this year. Big field size makes it mathematically harder to win at that high percentage. But uh, looking back, he'd become the first leading jockey since 2006 to win the title at under 20%. It doesn't happen very often. You got to go back 14 years. Ricky yeah. Frazier was 19% as the leading rider in 2006. So two things uh, come to mind quickly with that, Joe. You mentioned that the bigger field size, I think, would be one reason. And the other, and we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Alex actually has more seconds than he yeah, does first. Right. And so his probably exact a percentage might be higher than any of the top riders in recent memory. We could research that maybe for well, next week because he's got like 63 seconds. So uh, if you're using him in the exotics, you're getting your money's worth. Yeah, he is uh, having, he's winning on all types of horses and he's in a whole bunch of barns. So congratulations so far to Alex Cruz, leading rider. Okay, and uh, we have another guest coming up. Uh, we're going to talk with trainer Tom Wenzel, mostly about... Uh, a Hall of Fame member, um, Ben Harris, who did pass away, unfortunately, in September. And uh, Ben, a part, a big part of Washington history. In fact, he did his thing not too far from the Penny family, uh, Ben growing up in Selah. We'll be right back with Tom Wenzel here on Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, thanks for joining us as uh, we are new every week at Emerald Downs, refreshed on a Tuesday afternoon, new podcast up, 
And joining us on the Horse Racing for Northwest phone lines right now, trainer Tom Wenzel, who has had uh, a great career here at Emerald Downs. He's won the Long Acres Mile. That was a memorable day back in 07 with the great face who Tom reminded me just this week, who is a brother to Attaboy Roy. Tom, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Good, good. Good to have you on. And uh, uh, it's always pr- probably nice to remember the great face in 2007. Absolutely. That was a very fun year. I had a lot of good memories of that year and excitement. And just being able to have one in the mile was always fun, but let alone win it. That made it... Uh, that made it a huge year for me. Oh, boy. The biggest purse in Washington State history, the mile worth $400,000 that year, 220000 to the winner, and uh, trainers get 10% of that, as do jockeys, so it was just a tremendous day for Tom Wenzel and his barn and uh, jockey Juan Guterres, who picked up his second mile winner. So that goes back, and then going back last week, uh, you had a nice two-year-old win, Cowboy Cabin, Tom. Hey, correct, yeah. We had a couple of the Indian evenings from California this year, ship up to run an emerald, and lucky for, for me and my barn, uh, both of them have won up here, and uh, just been really, really pleased with a couple of homebreds for Dr. Todaro, and it's fun that Indian evening looked like he's a pretty, really nice stallion for, for California, uh, fortunately, he passed, I think, in the last couple of years. But the two they sent up to me were both really nice horses, had good good speed, and were both able to break the maidens here this summer. And the other filly we had uh, uh, was second in the stake to the one good harbor of gold of Franks. Yeah. Uh, Tom Vince here. Yeah, have you uh, decided what you're going to do in the off season? Or you just plan to come back next year and maybe shut it down for the winter with your horses, or is that up in the air? That's been my, my usual plan. We really wanted to try to, to do something this year. And then with uh, the virus COVID problem and this meet get extended, a lot of things got to change with that. We're still thinking of possibly trying to get down to Golden Gate if we can get stalls down there uh, for a time this winter and, and see how that goes. I think we've got a number of horses we think might enjoy the synthetic down there. And uh, so if, Somehow we can get in that barn area. We might make a run at that this uh, fall and winter for a little while, but I'll definitely be back here next year. Awesome. Tom Wenzel, number six all-time in stakes wins at Emerald Downs and uh, just does a super job. Uh, and, uh, you know, we thought of Tom when we, we thought of Ben Harris as well because Tom uh, was part of the testimonial uh, video that we played at Ben Harris's Hall of Fame induction ceremony in 2014. Uh, Tom, it always sounded like you enjoyed being stabled by Ben Harris. Oh yeah, Ben, ben was always a, a ton of a ton of fun all the time because he was one of these guys. He was always in a good mood. I don't think I've hardly ever saw Benny like ever upset about anything. Hmm. And if something did, you know, go a little haywire, he never he never showed it much. So he was one of those guys that was just always a a pleasure and a privilege to be around. And he, uh, you know, he always had that grin on his face and. Always like to have fun, which you know you got to keep it light sometimes, and he did, no matter what. And you know, and he was when trained for Layman. Those guys won number of titles at at uh, Long Acres, and and you know, Benny was the same guy through it all, even through all the success, which you know just says a lot about his character. 
Yeah, there's again, I was mentioned earlier when we were uh, introing you uh, at the start of the podcast that uh, there's not a lot of pictures of Ben when he wasn't smiling. And, you know, that had to be a challenge getting uh, literally a, a boxcar full of horses, uh, new horses that laymen would buy in these package deals, in, mostly in California, and send them up to Ben at Long Acres in the final four years there. And he managed to just, as you mentioned, uh, set records at Long Acres, winning four, the, the last four training titles. So maybe his personality helped him uh, accept uh, all those new challenges. I think so. And Benny knew how to train. He'd get those those van loads. I think a lot of them came up from the Golden Eagle people. Mm-hmm. And they'd get, you know, 10 on a van, and there'd be two or three, you know, ones pretty good, some in the middle. And then there'd be a few, you know, that would not look, uh, you know, always 100% all the time coming off the van. But then he had a knack with those horses, how much to train them, um, give them time, and, and he found spots for them. And it just, you know... They were, Benny was just a really good horseman, and they could figure out how much training some of those horses needed. And I'm sure in California they got a lot and got tested, and he maybe backed off on a number of those horses when they got up here and uh, found some, some spots that they could compete in and did it just a really good job managing those horses at that time. Tom Wenzel joining us, stabled by uh, Ben Harris over in Yakima. Got to know him and uh, traded a few uh, yucks with Ben. But uh, you probably also, as you just uh, kind of outlined, uh, learned a few things from him on uh, the individuality of every horse. Yeah, I mean, Ben was, was one to, if, if a horse was showing signs of, of uh, you know, maybe not going as good as they should, he would back off on those type of horses and, and give him give him the time and walk him a little bit more, not overdo it. And so he he had a good knack and he fed well. His barn was always very well organized, and and then he was always you know smart about the entry box, which is a lot of the a lot of the battle in this game, getting those horses in spots that have a decent shot no matter what. And so he was just just managed the stable really well and had good people working for him. And at Long Acres, that's how I kind of first got to know him because I was actually um, was dating one of his grooms for a while, uh, a gal that had worked there, and Benny had a, a lot of uh, other gals working for him at the time, which, and so I spent some time at his barn, and then at Yakima, I was lucky enough when I was uh, working for my mentor, Tom Burlingame, uh, Ben's barn was right in the same barn we were with um, Bonnie and Wally Jenny and Ann Adams and Jerry Bosquette, so I got to know them even further when we spent a lot of times in Yakima and eventually got to know him well enough where they had me over to the house a number of times and I knew his son Clint uh, very well and his wife Mary Jane and just you know just really good people. Yeah, really good people. Uh, Mary Jane helped him a lot and he was Benny was known for getting all the training done pretty early in the morning, wasn't he? Oh yeah, they, they, Benny was an early riser and get done and get out and leave those. You know that that's another thing I always thought. Some I like I like to get the training done myself. I'm at the barn a lot, but there's a time you want to leave those horses alone and have quiet at the barn rather than always activity. And I think that's important for them mm. too, where they just when nobody's around, where they can just relax more and eat and rest or whatever, whatever they need to do in the afternoon. And and Ben was he did that, uh, you know, routinely. Yeah, and he he knew how to train a good horse, boy. 
Uh, he got started pretty nicely there in the earlier 70s with the Dr. John Furukawa, who uh, really supplied him with a lot of talented horses, it turns out. And, and Benny produced uh, always with uh, whether, as you said, he ran the gamut, uh, learned his lessons at a young age over in Sela and Yakima Meadows and won the first stakes race at Yakima. He's the all-time leading stakes trainer there and uh, did pretty well on the west side as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure you had a few yucks uh, as well with Benny. He liked to laugh, didn't he? Oh, yeah. No, he was uh, he was a regular kind of jokester about different things at the stables. And, and you know, he's always had a good laugh, and that's, uh, you know, that's what made it really fun. And and it was just fun being being around all those times when, when he was born close to us. Yeah, just a ton of accomplishments from Ben Harris, enough to get him in the Washington Thoroughbred Hall of Fame uh, induction in 2014. There's a video on YouTube if you'd like to watch that. And remember, uh, go to YouTube, type in Emerald Downs, Ben Harris, and it'll be right there for you. Uh, Tom, hey, thanks a lot for remembering Benny. Um, and I know you've got plenty of chances uh, with horses the rest of the meet. So good luck to you the final three weeks, Tom. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks Tom. Thank you, Tom. Tom Wenzel joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Uh, Benny Joe Harris, yeah. He, uh, boy, I've never really heard anybody say anything uh, negative about him, you know. Yeah, I was uh, kind of a fledgling in the game and got to know Ben a little bit, not like Tom or you maybe, but he was always affable and very welcoming at the barn, you know, to uh, the publicity folks or the media people. And, and, and he did always kind of have a smile on his face at the races and, he took it seriously, but he also managed to not take it seriously, if that makes any sense. He saw a bigger picture, I think, in life, and it, it sure worked out well for him. And like I said, that night he got in the Hall of Fame was a great night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, memorial services uh, uh, not happening this year in the uh, in the way that they've happened in, in all of our lives. So certainly wanted to remember Ben Harris and his passing here in 2020. Um, let's do our weekly uh, trivia question. Last week's question was who holds the Washington bread record for earnings as a two-year-old? And, uh, that was not an easy question. I didn't think you just can't uh, go to the internet and type that in and get the answer. I don't think. No, I didn't get it either. And uh, I had a few, took a few cracks at it, but yeah, no, that's an excellent question. Russ Nakagawa won it again. Russ has won the, the answer, the question. Hey, wait a minute. You know, Russ, that's a big week for him yeah. because he's part owner of that horse, Peppered. Is it Peppered Cat, who uh, won the last Peppered race? Peppered Cat's the sire. Peppered Appeal? Peppered Appeal, yeah. Peppered Cat sired Emma's a Beast and Peppered Appeal to wins last week. Uh, yeah, that was quite a run by that little horse who hadn't really shown a lot of life in the in the three previous outs at the year, and Leslie Mowing got that horse running, and Boy, and uh, that horse ever. won going away at twenty to one. So, and it's sorry to jump in there, but that no. was Russ Nakagawa, part owner of that horse. Yeah, Russ is uh, Russ has got a great uh, concept of Washington thoroughbred history. Uh, Warren also joining us uh, on many winning trivia questions, but he got that Delicate Vine won three hundred ninety thousand dollars in nineteen eighty six, a daughter of Knight's Choice and Fool's Miss. Boy, that's all Washington breeding there. Delicate Vine uh, won four out of five as a two-year-old, won the Arlington-Washington Lassie, won at three different tracks, 
made 390000 So she has the record for earnings as a Washington-bred juvenile. And uh, we bring that up because uh, Bodenheimer, you know, he has a chance in there to <laughs> top that. You bet. Uh, just getting going, and we'll... It really makes the Breeders' Cup more exciting for us this year, too, Joe, having a Washington bred in there like Bodenheimer. Saratoga Passage made 313 k as uh, he won the Norfolk Stakes at Santa Anita and the Godstein Futurity at Long Acres. Won the Norfolk in the mud with Joe Steiner up. Yeah, the year after Delicate Vine, uh, Staff Rider made 280000 as a two-year-old, winning six times at Long Acres in 1992. Margot's Gift made 243000 in 2007 and of course uh, multiple stakes winner at emerald downs as a juvenile but also won that favorite trick stakes on uh, breeders cup friday back at monmouth also on an off track ricky yeah. fraser up 26 to 1 hilco scamper 229,000, five for six that year table hands was five for five made 219,000 back in 79 so uh, just a uh, there's an illustrious list there of Washington. Sure brand. is. Once you put it that way, that's yeah. a great list. Okay, so congratulations to Russ. This week's question, we're going to go back to 1970. Who's the oldest horse to be Washington-bred leading earner for a season? The seasonal Washington-bred leading earner going every year back to 1970. Who's the oldest horse? that tops that list. I got a guess, but I'm not going to say it right now, but I know one come okay. to mind. So that's our question. Send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. Trivia at emeralddowns.com. We're giving away ball caps, and Warren's got his. Russ needs to get his. But uh, let's go on to picks, which we do uh, this week, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, racing at Emerald Downs. Vince, uh, go ahead. Last week, not so good. Awesome yeah. Slate finished fourth, never really got going, and She's an Eagle finished second. Double shot of heaven got clear in that race and was long, long gone. So let's hope for uh, better luck here. Okay, Wednesday, I'm going to race two. That's race two tomorrow. This is a 3,500 claimer for three-year-olds and up, which have not won since July 1st or have never won four races going a mile. Me So Fast will be my pick number seven at three to one. Uh, kind of interesting. He's the only horse with only two wins on his resume and is also stretching out. But he did win his only route attempt last year. And, Joe, he's been an honest sprinter this year. Uh, never He's running evenly, never losing ground in the stretch, which I always like. And look who he's been running against recently. Battle Point Red, Pure Pursuit, Golden Cowboy. Yeah. Those are all three-time winners at the meet. And Me So Fast hasn't been far off of those. So, uh I think three to one, not a great price, but I think he has a good chance in race two tomorrow night. I tomorrow afternoon. Sorry, I think you are. Uh, that that's some good backup data there. All those three-time winners and uh, one for one at the distance. Uh, and you know, Mike Operator, who was so impressive. Yeah, he's hard to go against there. He was impressive, but he's got that really busy racing ske- schedule coming into this race. So he could uh, possibly regress just a bit. Boy, if he runs like he did on October 1st, he's going to win again. That was uh, that was big. Juan had him on the rail from the one hole, and he said, well, I got some horse here. We're just going to go ahead and take the lead and open up big and win easily going a mile, just his second mile. Uh, but I did put him on top because of the easy one. I, I certainly put me so fast second. You got some great data there. It's all about Jerry's in there, too, and he's kind of been coming around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Okay, so my top pick on uh, Thursday's card, I'm, let's see, it wasn't Eddie and the King, although I do like Eddie and the King in there. And I'm going to go to Mike Mann's Gold. Uh, 
Golden Cowboy, super sharp. And he's going to get his betting because he has won three out of four. He's had a pretty busy race schedule, but he has changed barns. And just that little thing of getting a different routine from the Lucarelli barn where he was three for four. Cliff Balcom has him now, and he could certainly win with them. But uh, Mike Mann's gold comes back in a couple weeks, and he was uh, really impressive. He's going to be in it early. He's going to be in it all the way. And, uh, of course, Gary Wales and uh, Mike Mansgold have gotten that's, along famously with Joe Toy. That's uh, number five in race seven tomorrow at six yeah. and a half furlongs. 23 career wins in Emerald Downs, Mike Mansgold. In that race, Smoothie Lee is out and has entered back on Thursday, just in case anyone's wondering. And speaking of Thursday, you got a little look ahead to that day? I do. And Thursday, October 15th, race seven. This is 2,500 claimer, three year olds and up, which have not won in 2020 or non winners of four lifetime, a mile and a 16th. Okay, this is a little bit of a sentimental choice i admit but i'm going to go to deputy's command okay number three at five to one um he's 11 year old i think he still has some run i i watched that replay a couple times his last race he did make up six lengths really late and uh, the hope is that maybe ronton and general mock four can both kind of go early and things set up for a closer any horse with 17 career wins and 8-for-30 record at Emerald Downs is an admirable, ma- admirable horse in my book. And this might be his swan song, I'm guessing. Uh, you know, he's an 11-year-old at Emerald Downs, maybe. Uh, Manny Ortiz has had him a long, long time. Hopefully, we'll see him next year. But just in case it is, I want to have a little win bet on Deputy's Command. And he'll, he'll be an okay price, too. Oh, that horse, uh, for as far back he as he gets, he really produces that kick. Uh, he does. You can you can tell if he's going to win on the at the quarter pull. Okay, you're in Deputy's Command. I'm going to go to that uh, maiden special weight race on Thursday, race number three two-year-olds sprinting six furlongs uh street shadow has the outside post number seven for trainer frank lucarelli it's a daughter of the factor and she's run second on both her starts maiden special weight races one thing i like about her she stalked the pace in her first race behind sacagawea and ran second and then her second start uh she got shuffled back a little bit but she made a big run to run second once again javier matias returns for lucarelli and the two-year-old break, you know, that, that boy, they often come back mm-hmm. just a step better. Uh, she hasn't raced since August 12th, so it's going to be two months. But, boy, great learning experiences. And I think the betting is going to be fairly wide open in there, don't I you? I do, too. And I think of the ones that run, that's definitely the horse to beat. And, yeah, no, no, I do like the outside draw there, too, where uh, the horse has tactical speed and, and should be pretty tough. Morning line on her? I can't. I believe five I to two. Five to two. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't. But like up. you said, no, there's not going to be a prohibitive favorite in that race. Okay. So thank you very much to Kay Cooper and Tom Wenzel for joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. And again, racing Wednesday and Thursday at Emerald Downs, 2 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday and 5 p.m. Pacific on Thursday. Anything else from you, Vince? Nope. That's it. Nope. Enjoyed it very much. Yeah. Thanks to Tom and Kay. Always great uh, Washington people to have on. Thanks to Wes. And we'll see you. Uh, next time on Horse Racing Northwest.